0: In the, morning. the battle continues in this spellbinding Star Wars sequel. The battle to save the galaxy from the evil empire rages on. Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia, and Chewbacca face attack by the Imperial forces and its AT-AT walkers on the ice planet Hoth. While Han and Leia escape in the Millennium Falcon, Luke travels to Dagobah in search of Yoda, Only with the Jedi Master's help will Luke survive when the dark side of the Force beckons him into an ultimate duel with Darth Vader. An amazing array of special effects, blazing action, and imagination, The Empire Strikes Back has been hailed as one of the greatest motion pictures ever made. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are...
1: The The B-Movie Bros. We review B-Movies to the best of our ability.
0: Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. And, you know, we're celebrating Cinco de Mayo all month with Cinco de Filmo, you know, Films that are the fifth in their series. And guess what? It's a special treat for us today as we review Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back.
1: I couldn't think of a better film.
0: You know, the original version from 1980. And, uh, you know, you just heard with the back of the VHS copy that I have, uh, Box has to say... So let's dive right into it with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Well, hold
1: on. Before we do that, I have to ask an important question. Yes. Who the hell is Han Solo?
0: I don't, that's, that's how they kept saying the name throughout the movie.
1: See, I remember a character named Han Solo, but this Han, I don't recall that's him making like, an appearance.
0: Like, I was, I was thinking to myself, is this a Bearstein versus Bearstein universe kind of thing here? Like, is this the mandala effect? Like, because I, I honestly remember it as Han. I mean, as Han. And uh, But throughout this movie, they say Han over they, and over. They kind
1: of change it up. It's like two universes were just colliding on this film. Maybe that's why it's so amazing. It's just a, a, a collapse of universes combining into one amazing film. But uh, let's start with the bottom um,
0: just to get that out of the way because it's, it's so hard to come up with things that are you know, not so good about this film. All right, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, for me, number three... The holograph of Emperor Palpatine looks like a pile of vomit and bird excrement stirred together and sculpted with the hooves of a llama, and then a black sheet is thrown on it. I mean, of all the great special effects in this movie, that probably has to be a great special effect, but of a horrible, horrible sculpture or makeup. Uh, Number two, I thought Lando was going to be a stand-up guy, even though you you were warned that he was vile and he was scum or whatever. But he just, you know, turned out to be a backstabbing asshole. I mean, he did try to save Han and all his friends, but he basically betrayed all the citizens of Cloud City in the process.
1: Yeah, not the nicest guy on the planet.
0: And number one...
1: Or the Cloud City. When Han goes into the carbon freezing chamber, he's
0: handcuffed. But when his carbon tomb is lifted up, his hands are up, uncuffed, as if in his final moments he's just like, I want to be a T-Rex
1: yeah that always bugged the crap out of me like he just decides last minute i'm gonna pose i mean that, that does seem kind of like a Han thing to do but yeah it's like the only, weird
0: it's like the only continuity error that i've ever noticed in
1: this film it's like the shirt from die hard all right number three this movie doesn't even mention Minichlorians, and i mean how is the audience supposed to know exactly how the force works or what it's even made out of they say some, it's some kind of energy that connects all living things. I mean, it's not like it's supposed to be a reference to the Buddhist concept of ki in which the duality of light and darkness parallel and balance the universe in a yin and yang and that the, because the Jedi are essentially samurai in outer space. I mean, that would be, that would be ridiculous, right? And giving a scientific explanation in that regard would be completely missing the point. I mean, come on. Number two... At no point does Princess Leia use the Force to fly around the vacuum of space like Superman, even though in later films we learn that she can apparently do that for no reason. She actually had to, you know, have a personality and deal with people instead of just barking orders at them and ignoring them. And, you know... And, you know, actually have to use her brain to get through things instead of, you know, instantly being good at things without training. And that's just so lame. I mean, come on, guys. It's 2018. Who needs character development when you can just be a Mary Sue who's just instantly great at everything without trying? I mean, that's how you write a character. And number one, Luke and Leia at one point make out in this film. And for anyone who's seen Return of the Jedi knows that that's gross.
0: Well, I guess on to the top. I mean, what is good about this movie? And, you know, there is so much good, it's hard to narrow it down to a top three. Um, For me, I'd say the scope and the execution of the space and various vehicle scenes are just amazingly done. Yeah, by today's standards, they look kind of cheesy or corny. But especially growing up watching it, there's a nostalgia factor and just an awe that they were able to do this in 1980.
1: And the best part is, it's done without CGI. Number two,
0: the multiple storylines that occur throughout the movie are all extremely coherent, have something to do with the main story, and meet up in a way that really doesn't seem so forced.
1: Yeah, forced.
0: And number one, all of the characters in this film, at least the main ones, are all unique and play very well off of one another. They have their own personalities, And, you know, you can't really swap them out for anybody else.
1: Number three. This movie introduced two great Star Wars characters, the Jedi Master Yoda and Lando Calrissian. Yoda managed to simultaneously pull off playing an eccentric and possibly senile old hermit, as well as a wise elder, who who takes up Obi-Wan's role of training Luke in order to, to become a Jedi Master while trying to guide him toward the path of the Jedi.
0: Yoda is just, like, such a dick towards Luke, but it's, like, it's so hilarious, and
1: he does it in such a way that it actually teaches Luke by
0: him being a dick.
1: And he turns on a dime, like, I think a lot of it was to kind of show Luke that you can't really judge something off first appearances. I mean, Yoda's this little green guy with pointy ears, but he's, like, the greatest Jedi of all time. He's also fascinated by a flashlight. Oh, man, if living in the swamp, I'd be too. And, of course, Lando Calrissian, who's played by Billy Dee Williams, is an old friend of Han Solo, who is not only a great character of himself, being you know smooth, cool, and played by Billy Dee Williams, but also provides an interesting understanding into Han Solo's character. Desperate to ensure his own self-preservation, Lando betrays Han by willingly selling him out to Darth Vader and the bounty hunter Boba Fett. Lando embodies the old Han Solo, the one from A New Hope, who saw friendship as a matter of convenience and held no loyalties to anyone except himself, and possibly Chewbacca. The contrast between the two characters showed just how much Han changed between the two films, and... How important the bonds he forged forged within this film and between the two really were. Number two, all the characters from the original film, except maybe Obi-Wan because he was dead, received a lot of really well-done character development that helped solidify the characters into the legends that they are today. Luke struggles against the temptations of the dark side and is forced to confront his own shortcomings in both ability and maturity. Han Solo has chosen to put his past of criminality behind him and, and chooses to be a loyal ally of the Rebellion and forms meaningful relationships with others, both friendly and romantic. Princess Leia, now pursued by the Empire and no longer with, no longer with any uh, diplomatic power, was forced to rely on her own intelligence and the help of those closest to her to escape from danger. And, of course, Darth Vader, who, after defeating Luke Skywalker is revealed to be Luke's father. This revelation shattered all previous perceptions of, the, of Darth Vader, who appeared to be simply the embodiment of darkness, and shows a glimpse into the humanity behind the black mask and the path that awaits those who surrender to the dark side. All things that are seemingly
0: undone in future
1: films. Ah, uh, don't even get me started. And number one, The Empire Strikes Back ended on a complete downer, which was both surprising and appropriate, and also showed a lot of balls. Luke loses his battle against Darth Vader, horribly, and finds out that Darth Vader is also his father, which really upsets him. Han Solo gets frozen in carbonite and is taken captive by, Han- by Jabba the Hutt after he was betrayed by his friend Lando. All hope seems lost in the face of overwhelming power of the Empire and the dark side. This not only shows the severity of the situation, but also shows just how much the heroes have to overcome in their final victory in Episode 6.
0: Well, you know, something that we didn't really mention, uh, something very iconic from this movie is the dialogue. So let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned, quote war, quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth, and you tell us who has the better quotes. I'll start us off here with, uh, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father.
1: He told me enough. He told me you killed him.
0: That's not true. I'm your father.
1: That, that's not true. That's impossible.
0: Search your feelings. You know it to be true. No. I love you. I know. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film, please share it in the comments below, or tell us who won this episode's edition of Quote Wars. Or, you know, just anything else you want to say about the film.
1: Yeah, there were so many amazing lines in this film, but we had to pick those ones. They're the most iconic.
0: So I think it's time we
1: gave this film our final take.
0: Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 1 out of 10. I gave it a 1 out of 10 as well. And uh, I know I could never put things quite as eloquently as Paul, so I'm just going to say, go watch this film, because it is just superbly amazing between the storytelling, the special effects, the characters, and just how everything ties together. It, it, it's hard to beat this film.
1: Oh, yeah. It's extremely rare for a sequel to outshine its predecessor especially when said predecessor is as legendary as Star Wars. Yet somehow, against all odds, The Empire Strikes Back surpassed the quality of the original space opera and managed to not only further the Star Wars mythos, but ended up being one of the greatest films of all time. Star Wars Episode V, The Empire Strikes Back, shows the darkest point in the trilogy. The story takes place during the intermediary period of Luke's journey, when the path to victory seems unreachable and the forces of evil overwhelm the young hero. Luke, through the guidance of the Jedi Master Yoda, confronts his limitations and learns that his journey is far from over. Overconfident from previous victories and against the warnings of his elders, Luke rushes into battle against Darth Vader, only to meet the humiliation of defeat at the hands of the vastly stronger opponent. As he desperately clings to life, Luke discovers the horrifying truth of his origins and learns how similar his, he is to his enemy. As the film concludes, Luke and the others face an insurmountable challenge ahead of them. The hero's journey is no longer a mere battle of good and evil, but a struggle against the darkness within one's own heart.
0: So, yeah, I mean, uh, go, seriously, go see this film if you haven't seen it.
1: And if you haven't seen it at this point, what's wrong with you?
0: And honestly, you, you need to seek out the original version
1: before they decide to remake it with all the CGI shit and all that.
0: Well, you know, speaking of that, Paul, you know, not everyone likes to watch the same kind of uh, movies that we like to watch.
1: Though everybody um, loves Empire Strikes Back, if yeah. They're human.
0: But we do like to give every B movie that we review, and you could kind of consider this a B movie, um, an A movie companion, a movie of higher class and caliber and standards. And uh, you know, I I I do have to break it to you, Paul, that. Uh, my A-movie companion is uh, Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, the special edition, released in 1997. Oh, that's a bullshit cop-out, and you know it. Well, it is literally the same movie, except that, you know, George kind of took some things and redid them and added in CGI to make it, quote-unquote, better, you know, for today's audiences.
1: This is worse than you using the E.T. porn. Well, I mean... And lazier. We, somehow. We can't very well use the same film, and I know what you picked. All right. Well, I picked Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi from 2017. All right. Both movies feature the characters Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Chewbacca, R2-D2, C-3PO, and Yoda. Both movies have the Rebellion, um, fighters flying ships on a planet covered in snow, the Empire Strikes Back features the Battle of Hoth and in the last Jedi, the resistance fights their last battle on a on a planet covered in oh wait salt yeah it it was salt never mind it it was it was in no way resembled the Battle of Hoth. they were not trying to you know go for a look that was almost exactly like Hoth and just cop out by saying, oh, it's not, it's not um, snow, it's salt, you know? They would never do something that unoriginal. Number three. Both movies show a young Jedi learning the ways of the Force from an older, wiser Jedi Master. Luke Skywalker receives training from the Jedi Master Yoda in The Empire Strikes Back, and Ray is trained by an aged Luke... Oh, wait, no, no, she wasn't. She was already good at everything, and Luke he just decided he was mad for some reason and decided to kick her off his, off his lawn because, you know, angry old Luke, am I right? And number four, both movies show a more human side to a villain who, who first made their debut in the previous film in the series. Darth Vader, who debuted in episode four, A New Hope, is revealed to be a Jedi who gave in to the dark side. And Kylo Ren, who made his first appearance in The Force Awakens, was shown to be... Oh, no, wait. He was a whiny crybaby in both films, and his quote-unquote character development was bullshit. So I I guess I really can't make that comparison. Don't forget
0: how both young Jedi use Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. Both young Jedi were sent into a dark place to face the darkness within themselves.
1: Except in Ray's case, it was just literally a dark place for the dark side. And, you know, and she didn't really have a dark side. She was, you know, a Mary Sue and was good at everything. They're, they're, I'm
0: pretty sure there are literally countless things that correlate between I mean, The Empire Strikes bo- Back they both and start The Last with Jedi. Star
1: Wars, and they say the word Jedi um, throughout the film, and they're in space during a lot of it. And, you know, the pilot of the... Uh, Millennium
0: Falcon is replaced, and you know Chewbacca is always the co-pilot, and you know there, there's plenty. It it really is just a remake of the Empire Strikes. No, Back. no,
1: Empire Strikes Back is good. Force the Last Jedi was a piece of garbage, and so far I'm yet to hear a, re- a convention case that says otherwise.
0: Because if you, there is no convincing yeah. case.
1: If you disagree with my view on the last Jedi, I would love to hear your comments. I would love to hear a defense of that atrocious garbage of a movie. I would love to hear somebody try to convince me that it's actually a good film without saying, "Oh, it's a deconstruction. You see they're changing Luke's character because, you know, it's different. They're they're just going with a different angle because, you know, it's for a new audience. No. They, were make, they, were, they changed his character in ways that he would, have never, he would have never acted. And the whole thing is ridiculous.
0: Enough about that shit. Let's get back to The Empire Strikes Back and tell you how to... Drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Boom, 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 boom. We'll give some drinking games for this film. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one. Every time there's an explosion, take a drink. Number two. Every time you hear someone say, I have a bad feeling about this, take a drink. Number three, whenever a location's name is stated, take a drink. Number four, anytime Yoda speaks grammatically incorrect or out of order, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Cinco de Filmo month, every time you remember, wow, there are at least five films in this franchise, take a drink.
1: Every time time Luke Skywalker underestimates something, take a drink. Every time... Han hits on Leia, take a drink. Every time somebody talks about the force, take a drink. And every time Darth Vader breathes heavily, take a drink. And those are your ways too. Drink away the splick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com-bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, or my personal Twitter at bmoviepal. You can also check out our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below.
0: So we're at the end of Cinco de Filmo month. It, we have only done three weeks this month, so there's only three movies to, rev, to uh, rank, but let's give a ranking anyway. Number three, Zombie 5, Killing Birds. Has neither zombies nor birds that kill, in my opinion. So, it, I mean, it's a good, decent, okay, watchable movie. Um, but yeah, number two, Phantasm Five, Ravager. It's actually really fun to watch. Number two, or I mean, number one, Star Wars Episode V, The Empire Strikes Back. I mean, did you did I have any doubt that this movie would win? No.
1: Yeah, I don't even remember anything about the other two films. I just know Empire Strikes Back wins. It's the perfect movie and it's impossible to top. So next week is
0: June already. Wow. Already the sixth month of the year. As such, we'll be doing Gratuitous Violence Month. Because oh, boy. Why not? You know, I think it's time for a little violence.
1: Never a bad... Re- There's no, you never really need a reason for gratuitous violence.
0: So we'll start out the night with uh, the 1999 film Ice from the Sun.
1: Ooh, this will be a good one.
0: I guess I'm looking
1: forward to it then.
0: Until next time, friends. Be brave, be alive, and be back for more. I'm a maniac. I'm